G'day and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Six Points Coaching, the podcast. Today's episode is a short and sharp one. It's with Simon Black and we're discussing how the Brisbane Lions are going so far through the season. So they've just come off the Q clash. Gold Coast beat them quite convincingly and some worrying signs presented themselves for Brisbane. So Simon provides his perspective on you know, where the Lions are positioned and what maybe they need to be conscious of before they head into this year's final series. Um, we also discuss... Will Ashcroft's injury, and will we see Daniel Rich again in 2023? So even if you're not a Lions fan, but you've been following this season quite closely, I'm sure you're going to enjoy this episode. So strap yourselves in. Hey, mate. Hey, Campbell. How, How are, are you? you? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Well, um, obviously, the Q Clash happened, an unexpected performance from Brisbane. Yeah, it was a big result in the weekend, big impact this time of year for, for all the clubs in that top four, isn't it? Massive impact. So, um, look, for Brisbane, that was really disappointing. Yeah, to go down there and play the way that they did in a really important time of the year um, against the side who, who are clearly obviously up. You know, Brisbane went up for it and um, they got bashed around by by a side that was super, super hungry, super determined. And they, uh, Brisbane track record against the Suns the last – I don't know, pick a number, eight times I've played them um, have been really big wins. So there's been a lot of, when that happens, you know, you get a, a genuine rivalry or dislike, I guess, um, starts to to build when you've been beaten up a lot and the Suns have had that and they played in that manner on Saturday night, didn't they? They played mm-hmm. in a way that just showed a lot of um, dogged determination of sick of losing and um, it was, you know, as a footy fan, it was good to see the hunger that they had. But Brisbane, um, Concerning Campbell, yeah, very concerning. I mean, in the fact that these sort of games are ones where you can't let complacency complacency get in. Brisbane's a side for me at the moment that you know, unless they finish top two, I'm I'm not real confident they can win the flag because um, yeah. I'm not sure they can play two games away, big finals, and win both um, away. So you know, to top two is imperative for Brisbane for mine. Um, you know, not not top two, not top four. So. Those sort of wins on the weekend, um, you know, they should win against a side well outside the eight. Um, and unfortunately, they they didn't play in the manner that uh, suggested they're a, they're a premiership threat, did they? But the, the positive for the Lions is that there's four weeks to go, uh, an opportunity to, to build uh, into September and um, and get their act together from here. They've, they've, they've been good. They had a good win the week before against Geelong, wasn't it? The Gabba and things. But... You, know, you want to see the the step they want to take from being a really good side the last few years to a great a great side. And for mine, there's still some missing pieces to that that we need to see. Um, yeah, you know. what kind of missing pieces do you reckon? Well, things around just the way they 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 bury teams, put teams into into um, you know really big wins. I want want have wanted to see that for a while with them, and, and we have seen it at times. But you know, they're really good sides. They they put a, do a number on oppositions. And they really put the foot on the throat and win by ten plus goals, particularly against side out teams outside the eight. Um, again, they've done that at times, but for mine, not consistently enough. Um, I just think they need to be tougher, tougher as a team. You know, when sides come at them, um, I, I think they just need to find ways of you know maturing and having blokes. The Melbourne game the other week is obviously a great example. They lost just uh, by a point. You know, late in the game, they do need guys, um, you know, standing up. Um, through the middle of the ground, not just relying on Lockie Neal. Didn't have Josh Dunkley that night. He's a ma- he's a massive um, acquisition for the team this year. I think he's probably leading their best and fairest. He's been superb. 
you know, but probably guys like Hugh McCluggage probably hasn't had the year he's had previously. Um, Jared Berry uh, probably needs to be more consistent. What what we've probably found through the middle of this year for Brisbane is that with Will Ashcroft in there and Josh Dunkley in there, um, Hugh McCluggage and Jared Berry probably haven't had as much minutes as on balls. So that's probably, you know, probably affected their continuity a little bit as minis and things. But, oh, look, they just need that. Um, is, is, it within, within, is it within them winning the flag this year? Um, yeah, maybe. But, you know, I'm still not convinced, um, you know, with what I've seen so far. Do you think it was a game that Gold Coast probably were preparing for for a month or so in the sense that they love the rivalry or do you think it was a factor of Brisbane getting complacent or yeah what do you reckon was at play with that I think it's a collective mate I think it's a mindset I think um the Lions at times can be in that offensive mindset and they're a great offensive team but you know who wins it more often than not the great defensive sides got to have both but really dogged defensive and the Lions you know as an example are lasting tackles in the competition um, significantly last um, for tackles. And, you know, that's a mindset thing where you can say, well, you know, they had the ball in the hands a lot. They won't tackle as much. But there's a lot of good sides that, um, you know, above them in the ladder, ladder that have had more tackles, Collingwood, more tackles, Port Adelaide have more tackles. Um, so it's that attitude, that mentality um, that I think that little missing piece at times for Brisbane. Yeah, makes sense. And who do you reckon, like, obviously, Will Ashcroft played an incredible year already. And to, for him to be a first-year player, you know, it's it's amazing what he's achieved already. He's fitted straight in, doesn't look out of place. Yeah, firstly, any comments around Ashcroft and what he's going through now with the year off? Like, it's not just uh, the rest of the season. It's halfway through next season before he's coming back. And then secondly, who do you think's filling his hole that he's now left in that midfield? Yeah, it's obviously a big loss, isn't it, mate? But on the flip side, he's had a great year of experience and a great opportunity to play big minutes as a midfielder. Got a great taste for the for the game at the highest level. Um, so, you know, he's he's as as bad as it is doing the knee out for twelve months. Um, he didn't do it at the start of the year; it's been the back end of the year. So he's got that great foundation to springboard him forward. Um, so yeah, that's you know trying to find a silver lining there on him, uh, regarding him, but. Who will come in? I guess, look, I guess, yeah, Hugh McCluggage, Jared Berry probably play a few more more minutes in there. They like to rate, rotate the guys through a little bit, you know, through that with pretty big numbers through the middle of the ground. Yeah, I'd say those couple of guys might play a few more bigger minutes with him with him not there. Yeah, and do you feel like Kyle Lohman, you know, he was called up. Do you feel like he's the guy or do you feel like someone like Jared Lyons is um older guy who's been around for a long time? Is he the sort of guy that's coming in to fill in that hole? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Like they shift the deck, card decks, whatever the saying is, um, a little bit around with players that can play in different positions. Yeah, I mean, that 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 back line, there's been lots of options that, that, that rotate through there. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Kyle Lovins just come in and got an opportunity. Whether he keeps his spot, who knows? Will Daniel Rich come back into the side? Who knows? Darcy Wilmot and Kenan Coleman and some of his other guys. So, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of pressure on Daniel Rich to, to keep his – to get his spot back in the side, isn't there? You know, again, I, I think Richie's challenge is around defence. You know, he's got to be able to defend first as a defender and the offence part of the game is the secondary one um, down back. So, yeah, it's a real watershed moment for, for Richie in his footy career. Played 270-odd games where he's played now, so he's got to, he's got to dig deep here to, to, to save his career, really. I suppose, can you give some information around what happened with him and Gunston? Like, what, what was, well, I suppose, from the outside looking in, you're kind of like, oh, well, it's a bit weird that two absolute you know, stars and veterans of the game are pulling themselves out. Sounds honourable, but 
I suppose, yeah, can you <laughs> illuminate us a little bit on what actually happens and and why? And, yeah, do you think that Rich is someone that, like, is a staple still in the squad in the whole scheme of things? Yeah, I don't know, to be honest, what happened. I imagine those two after that Hawthorne game they lost at the MCG um, knew that their position probably was starting to get very shaky and they'd probably come forward and um, been proactive with it and, and knowing that, you know, all right, I'm probably going to get dropped here, but probably the best course of action is not going back in the twos is actually having a, a you know a block of training and things so yeah I, i've you know um it, it often happens well what, what you sort of you see this time of year the next three or four weeks are really really pivotal obviously you know to the sides that are pushing for the eight that are in the eight um, and the top four group and those fighting for that position can really start to shape you know you run towards the the, the pinnacle time of the year and, and um you need obviously luck with injuries um, and the conditioning staff at these AFL clubs really, really almost try to target um, or, or probably in some respects change up training a little bit to the peak at the right time. Um, here Geelong, the way they've sort of managed that and, and Richmond the last few years, you know, they, they really try to hit that physical peak for that late August, September period, um, which obviously makes a lot of sense. And how they use that that week off as well between the finals is – Interesting. I don't pretend to be a um a sports scientist in the in the um within the AFL clubs, but you know, know, know enough to know that yeah, they 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 can um alter their training somewhat to hit the um that time of the year in, in peak condition. Mm, yeah, cool. All of that sort of stuff really interests me in the sense of as a coach, as a coaching staff, how do they manage it and um yeah, how do you make a tough call if it needs to be made in that sense where someone could argue that he's earned his spot, but you could also say, oh, yeah, but he's not meeting the criteria, et cetera. Um, yeah, I, I think as well with that, I mean, it's about the Richie one, the, the ability when you've got a soft tissue injury and you can't play and, and, you know, train, can't run, ability to sort of get fitness through other means is really important, um, particularly as you get a bit older, whether it's in the pool or it's stationary bike or it's a bit of boxing or whatever it is, that what you can do, um, off-leg stuff perhaps. So... Because when you come back, particularly at the highest level, you know you you've got to be you you've you've got to be ready to go. Um, and that was probably Richie's problem. You know, I'm not sure what he was doing fitness wise whilst he was injured, and he came back and, and just looked a, a yard or two off the pace, didn't he? So, mm. yeah. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to another episode of Six Points Coaching, the podcast. Um, got some exciting news though. On Monday, we're going to release another episode with Simon Black. And this one's all about the West Coast Eagles. What are they doing wrong? What needs to be changed and fixed before season 2024? And he relates it back to his experience of when he joined the Brisbane Lions. They were really struggling. Wooden spooners. And then not long later, they win three premierships in a row. So it's going to be a really cool episode. Uh, I know you're going to enjoy it. So yeah, make sure to tune in on Monday morning for that one. And also, as always, guys, please like and subscribe. Please share with your friends. Any footy lovers out there, they're going to get a lot of value from this. And future episodes with Blackie, we're going to discuss more about how to be a good midfielder at a stoppage, You know how the forwards need to present themselves to midfielders so they can get the ball more often and get more shots on goal. So it's going to be really good um, kind of coaching. So your junior players should be listening and getting as much out of it as possible. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good weekend and up the Brizzy Lions.